Welcome to Coaching Carrie, the podcast where two lawyers turned life and leadership coaches rewatch Sex in the City and can't help but wonder, how would Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha's lives have been different if they just had a coach to help them along? So I just want to point out that in the walk and talk between Carrie and Miranda on the street in this episode, Carrie is in fact drinking a peach iced tea Snapple, (laughs) which is the drink that she asks Miranda to get her after she has hip surgery in And Just Like That. And when she ordered it in And Just Like That, I was like, when has she ever wanted a peach iced tea snapple and well here's now your you answer know. now you know now you know that the peach iced tea snapple is in fact canon <laughs> there is one episode where there's she's proof walking down, yes okay. there's one episode where she's walking down the street with it and then of course this is also the payoff of seeing the turquoise shoes in the montage in episode one of this season. Yep. This is the payoff where those shoes get chewed up by the one and only Pete the dog. Pete, Pete the dog. <laughs> also, I mean, I'll just jump ahead and just say the way that they respond to Pete chewing the shoes is so funny to me. Like, go take the shoe from the dog's mouth. Like, why are you trying to clap at him and yell at him and call him and like, just go take it. I, the fact that <laughs> she just stands there like screaming at the dog <laughs> and like, I mean, we've seen her pet the dog a couple of times at this point. Like, we know that she has some manner of relationship with the dog. Just go take your damn shoe. You're exactly right. Maybe it's because I'm for, we have two goldens, right? And I'm forever like full hand in the mouth, like pulling out a sock or whatever they decided to. (laughs) Or like a poo or, you know, a half eaten hot dog. Yeah. Like (laughs) a wad of paper towel. I mean, the list goes on, right? But I'm forever like prying their mouth open and reaching in. So, I mean, RIP Carrie's shoes. And also, um, delighted to know that the Snapple was not uh, random. Not just made up. Yep. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, here we are in season four, episode 13. It is called The Good Fight. Uh, and it aired January 6th of 2022. Um, just a mere, what is that, three-ish months before, four-ish months before I got married. And in this episode, Carrie and Aiden are cohabitating, but her apartment is so full of his stuff that she can barely move. And it's going to be like that until they can take over the apartment next door. And horror of horrors, he brought a plant. (laughs) So random. In other words, Carrie is overwhelmed by sharing space and misses her ability to engage in her secret single behavior. The Daily Diner conversation reveals that they all have something that qualifies as secret single behavior, except, of course, our friend Samantha. Hmm. It also turns out that Sam and Dick are still sleeping together, but Sam won't kiss and tell, so the girls all conclude that Sam actually likes him. Hmm. Charlotte, meanwhile, is feeling extra long on time now that she's not on Project Baby Train and so decides to invite the girls over for dinner. Samantha leaves the or goes, I guess, after that Sunday morning um, brunch to go and meet up with Richard. And he presents her with, also, time out. It's Sunday. She goes to meet up with him, and it's like a full office, right? Everyone's there. And he presents her with a rose and then tells her he thought about her all weekend. I guess maybe it's Monday now. Um, She returns the favor. 
with some <laughs> under the desk action in his fully glass office. I mean, yeah. So in other words, she met up with him on Sunday afternoon for something. For something. Said, and then the rose follows. Yes, yeah. Now I'm then, understanding the timing. I guess. But I mean, it's confusing because that's the next scene after she says, like, yes. Richard, it's Sunday. Sunday. And, right. Yes. Um, Miranda goes out on a blind date with a State Department interpreter named Walker Lewis. Yes, Walker <laughs> Lewis. Oh, my God. Love Which apparently, him. yes, was in the works for a while. Um, they are having a great time. He says it's the best blind date that he's been on. They kiss, and he asks to see her again. She meets up with Carrie, and she's just not, sh- you know, she's talking to Carrie, but she's just not sure if it's okay if she sleeps with Walker Lewis, given her pregnancy. I guess that's really the, the biggest issue. Um, in that same sort of montage, Carrie learns that Mrs. Cohen, the older woman who owns the adjacent apartment, won't be leaving for another 30 days. She goes upstairs and tells Aiden, and he loses it. She's thrilled to learn that he's hating living the way they're living, too. He suggests that they could solve the problem if she cleaned out her closet to make room. She is horrified. Um, He asks how many shoes one person needs. (laughs) He tells her he figures he's going to need half the closet. She is not convinced. She is unwilling to part with her clothes until that is she realizes that she's picking clothes over her relationship, except then Pete eats one of her turquoise shoes and all Mm -hmm. hell breaks loose. And they argue about whose shit is lying around more. She finds his Rogaine and Million Speeds ticks, a.k.a. his secret single behavior. She tells him to shut up. He tells her he's going to go on a walk. She says, no, I'm going to go on a walk. And she goes to Starbucks to write where she concludes that everyone who works in a coffee shop is in a fight. Trey arrives home with a gift for Charlotte. It's a cardboard baby. Literally, my notes are Trey arrives home with a gift for Charlotte, a cardboard baby, WTF. (laughs) He thinks it's going to be funny. It is clearly not funny to Charlotte. Miranda decides to take the plunge and see Walker again. Samantha throws away her rose, I guess, indicating that she doesn't want to become sort of romantically attached to Richard. Um, Carrie heads home ready to admit her mistakes, except that Aiden is not ready. And so they just aren't speaking. And she is resolute that she won't apologize first. The girls go to Charlotte's for that planned dinner. Miranda is anxious to get out of there so that she can meet up with um, Walker Lewis and do the deed. Trey arrives at home and things are icy between the two of them. Trey tries to explain the cardboard baby to the girls. The girls aren't impressed or convinced. Charlotte says it isn't funny. Trey won't let it go. And finally, they're actually fighting about it out loud. Richard calls in the midst of the fight. Samantha goes running and she arrives at the rooftop to find a romantic setup. She says that's not going to happen. They are work and sex and nothing more. And it seems like he's on board with that until after apparently like a whole night of swimming and pool sex, I guess. I don't know. I know. Um, they're in that pool for a long ass time. <laughs> he puts on <laughs> some uh, some music and asks her to dance with him. And he's not having anything other than dancing. Like she tries to make a move on him and he won't do it. And then she seems to soften. After witnessing Charlotte and Trey's fight, Carrie get, goes home and apologizes. Aiden apologizes back. I guess the next day or sometime later... Um, Carrie comes home and one of her big beefs with Aiden is that the second that she walks in the door, she does an awesome imitation of him early in the episode, by the way, like the second <laughs> that she walks in the door, he's she, she says, he's like, what is it? Where'd you go? Who'd you see? What do you know? You know, like just this like constant <laughs> questioning is too much for her. So she finally asks Aiden to give her quiet and he agrees. And then she proceeds to not take the whole hour. So that she had asked for. 
<laughs> but I mean, I get it. Her point is that sometimes when you get your needs met, you don't actually need them anymore. Yes. And that is our episode. Uh, I just want to give Carrie a little bit of props because I actually think she does a really great job of asking for what she needs, acknowledging that it might be an awkward ask, that she might not do it the quote unquote right way um, because she's never lived with anyone before, but this is what I need. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. And I think she just does a really nice job and I'm super proud of her. I know. Gold star. Gold star for Carrie. Um, I will tell you that when I was single, I assumed that the fight that Carrie and Aiden had was like a, a, an approximation of the fights that I would have with whoever I ended up with if I did end up with someone. Yeah. It turns out that the fight that Trey and Charlotte have is actually <laughs> the, the more fight like. I have <laughs> with my husband, whose solution to basically any quote unquote negative emotion. God, what's, what's with me in the quote unquote? We're just going to, it's going to, we're going to call it's this quote unquote keep going. coaching carry. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Whatever. It's, it's quote unquote. Um, any negative emotion from me, you know, sorrow, hurt, anger, guilt, whatever. His solution is humor. And we have very different definitions of humor. So for the longest time, I never understood why Trey thought that the cardboard baby was funny. I was always kind of like, what is wrong with him? It's obviously yep. not funny. And now that I'm married to a Trey McDougal. I get why he thinks that the cardboard baby is funny. Like he thinks that by giving her this and he does say it's silly and he's yep. right. Like this silly cardboard cutout and be like, about it. You have your baby. Like, haha. I mean, it is very um, dismissive of her feelings and how serious this is for her. And I also get why he thinks it's funny. Fair enough. No, I actually get why he thinks it's funny too. And it's a nice lead into my um, first coaching question, which is for the two of them, which is what are you actually trying to express? Yeah. Because that's what it comes down to, right? Like if you look at it from the most sort of like gracious point of view, what he's trying to say is like, I'm sorry, you're hurting. I want to be able to laugh with you. Yes. And what she is saying is the way you tried to make me laugh hurt me. Yeah. Because I'm really sad mm-hmm. that my whole life plan has to change. Well, yeah, because we're back on the zero-sum game train yep. with these two because yep. we didn't compromise in any way. Charlotte just gave up her baby dream and now has to, like, move on with life. That's- well, and this this is the other – and this goes back – I think we talked about this a little bit last episode, but this goes back to something that I, I see with her is, like, there's no space for a solution to arrive. Yeah. Like, what if we just said, okay, like, you're right. This is too much for us right now. Right. And we don't make any decisions about forever. Right. We just breathe for a minute. Mm -hmm. I get my hormones stabilized back out. Yeah. Like, we spend some time reconnecting as a twosome. Right. And then we figure out what is the compromise we can live with? What can we live with here? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because then she's like, well, quit my job and everything. So now I've got all this time and we've got a baby room with no baby. And I mean, she's just, you know, really, really hurting. Yes. Really, really hurting. She gave up a lifelong dream like that because she felt like that was her only option, I guess, because this relationship doesn't allow for, as you said, space 
or, you know, as I said, compromise. Um, so we went from we're all baby all the time to this is off the table. No baby like, ever. Forever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, and I just, it's interesting because as I think back on the conversation that they had in the last episode, like he didn't say like, I am for sure out, I quit. He said, I'm not sure I can do this. Right. Which is a very different thing. And her her response to that was like, okay, we're not doing this. Well, and his point was, you're acting a little nuts on these hormones. Like you accosted me and screamed at me in public in the middle of a social event. Like that was not Not great for me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you signed up for. You took this like step that we haven't even talked about. Right. For an adoption service that you didn't even ask me how I felt about. You know, you're just doing all these things without us coordinating as a couple on them. Like, I can't do this. Right. I can't live on a runaway train. Right. And oh, by the way, our relationship has already required a lot of movement outside of my comfort zone and a lot of work. And maybe I need a minute to catch my breath. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I and and he he keeps making this effort. He, the baby, the cardboard baby, is like the last thing he does, right? But like you know, telling her that he got tickets to the producers, producers and he's like, yeah. he's like, you know, I'm still trying to give us a life together where we can enjoy each other and ourselves and our time together. And she's just she's not there for it right now. And maybe understandably, because she kind of gave up this dream overnight. But at the same time, like, he's, I think he, this is really like, you know, a white flag. Like, you know, please meet me somewhere. Please come be with me in this space so that we can be together at a minimum, right? (laughs) Exactly. Like, he wants to find a way to stay together. Right. And I go back to, I mean, I do think under all this, like, when I ask, you know, what is it that you're trying to express? The other layer is like, her feeling like she has let herself down. Right. Like her feeling like she's the one who, again, the fertility issues were with her body, not his body. And it's like, you know, and her be like the hormones impacted her the way they impacted her. Like it, it's hard. Fertility is a mm-hmm. funny thing. Infertility is a hard road and it's super stressful um, to navigate as a couple if you can't actually say what you're really feeling. Yeah. It's also just occurring to me right now as we're talking about this that she may be feeling a little bit like, you know, Trey, when it was your flaccid penis that was the problem, I hung in there and did all the Fair things. Enough. Like, I did all the things. I stood by you. I worked through it. I dealt with right. your, like, tantrums, whatever. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now that it's my body that's, you know, mm-hmm. got these ultra yeah. sperm antibodies and, you know, whatever, you're just like, I'm out. And Too much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And admittedly, the stakes are a little bit different and, you know, her being on hormones is different than him just being, you know, having a tamper tantrum, but, um, <laughs> you but know, still, I, I mean, no, you're, that's yeah. a fair point that like, she was willing to, she was willing to troubleshoot his problem. It doesn't seem like she, he's willing to troubleshoot her problem. And I'm right. sure that has to feel some kind of way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So mm, these two are in such a rough place. It's a hard, it, I mean, and, and like, I guess that's the other thing is like, can you allow in your relationship, can you allow the hard times to just be hard mm-hmm. and still be there? Yeah. And like recognize that you're not going to always get it right in those hard times, but that when you're coming from a place of love, like that's the most important part. 
Well, and to be fair, Charlotte does say, like, this is a relationship. And he goes, no, this is our relationship. Right? Like, he he views this as being... Some fault um, of theirs. Yeah. Well, and, like, unique to them. That yeah. somehow other relationships must be, like, easy breezy, light, you know, happiness, whatever. And he's in this hormonal hell with her that he just wants to get out of. Yes. Yes. And they have not had a lot of easy, breezy, light happiness other than their very brief courtship. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. She's not wrong. You know, agreed. Mm. So I have one for Samantha and this is sort of like a low hanging fruit one, but what is so scary about possibly, well, there's a couple ways I could approach this. Number one, it would be why is there no room for romance? Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the question I want to ask. Yeah. Because we know that she has like developed feelings for people before and it hasn't caused her to like freak the heck out. And I mean, when she says no to the like romantic dinner or whatever he's got planned up on the roof, she says that just turns into a screaming mess. And it's like, well, that happened 10 minutes ago. Like you just left Charlotte's place. That has, I mean, you've been resistant to this for a lot longer than the last 10 minutes. Well, and she was in like a actual romantic relationship with Maria, Maria. which did turn into a screaming mess. And she was in that actual relationship with, um, what the heck is his name? The dude with the small penis. Oh God. Uh, James, 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 James and his tiny penis. But so it's like, I don't, but I don't feel like either of those like really crushed her soul, you know? So it's like, what is she really worried about? And, you know, we've also seen her even do sort of like semi-romantic settings and things with people who she doesn't have a long lasting engagement with. So like eat the dinner. Drink the wine. Yeah, right. Eat the rose. Do the dance. Like, what's the what's the danger? Yeah, right. Right, right. The moment where she throws away the rose is so strange to me because she keeps it for some period of time. Yeah. In kind of like a, like a lit situation where it's like got gallery lighting or something. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see it like spiral into the trash. And I was just like, well, that was a change of pace. Like, what what happened here? She seemed like she was into the rose and then all of a sudden it's going in the trash. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure that we have, I mean, look, we know that, that sex is number one for Samantha that we know, but I don't think that it's ever been couched as to the exclusion of romance. Right. And so I think that this is new and maybe something that we don't have a lot of context for. Other than the fact that the girls seem to think that she really likes him. And from what we've seen so far, that seems to be true. Yes. So maybe it's her home feelings that she's That she's struggling about. with. Yeah. That, and that could be. And I think it makes me wonder, and this might be, again, a bit of a reach, but, you know, like their early, um, even professional interactions result in her actually crying, like actually feeling right. something or behaving in a way that we don't see very often. And so it makes me wonder if she just feels like a deeper vulnerability with him than she has typically felt. And then it's not actually mm. romance that she's afraid of. It's the vulnerability that she's feeling. Mm. Or that he as a person kind of taps that he, into like, her. taps into or brings out in her. Or that, she's in, yeah. that she wants to invite forward. And she's just not sure what to do with that. 
Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, we definitely have grounds for that conclusion. Yeah. Um, and he does seem to really kind of bring out a more vulnerable emotional side of her. Even when they're having the conversation about the like, I like to sleep around and get on my yeah. private jet and go to my, you know, Brazilian resort. She's having kind of a dreamy engagement with that conversation that you don't usually expect from Samantha. Well, and even the fact that she shares with him what's going on with her. With, like, yeah, with Carrie in last episode. Yeah. That, you know, what she's feeling, what she's thinking, that's not necessarily typical either. I mean, I think yeah. the thing that's happening with him that we don't see is not even romance. What we don't see is like, we haven't seen a lot of people engaging with her as an individual, as a human. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. He for sure does. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love Richard Wright. Doesn't I'm uh, a big Richard Wright fan. I know. I mm, it makes me okay. sad. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad we don't get to hold on to him anyway. I know, I know. Um, but yeah. So that was Samantha's question. Last question. What are you afraid would happen if you were your whole self with your partner? And this is back to that se- notion of secret single behavior. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, the stuff that they describe doing, I'm like, <laughs> why are you so, like, nervous about that? I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, so, like, Miranda's is, like, put Vaseline on and some, like, softening gloves and watch um, infomercials. Charlotte's is stare at her pores for a ridiculously long time in the mirror. That's an hour every night to stare <laughs> like, at your I don't pores. have it. I mean... I, I can take bed. a short look and know what's happening. Like, I don't. Right. It's just bizarre. And and Carrie likes to eat the grape yeah. jelly and saltines. And none of it is, like, embarrassing or, no. I don't know. It's just super. And Aiden has the row game. Right. But it's, I mean, like, it's not like anybody's like, yeah, um, when I'm all by myself, I, like, chew on my toenails or right. something. Like, something that, that would be, like, like oh, really socially unacceptable. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, everyone's just got. I mean, none of it is very taboo. But it's like, so So, what is it that is so scary about bringing that, like, stack of saltines with grape jelly to your relationship? Yeah, for sure. Particularly because who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and we see her so so artfully, for her anyway, ask for what she needs. Like, couldn't she just be like, dude, this is my thing. Like, this is my jam. I like to do jam. Uh-huh. Pun intended. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> But this is like one of the things I do to unwind. And yeah, why would he care? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. But it continues this notion of like that there's parts of us that we have to hold back from the people that we claim to love or we want to love us. Like that in order to be lovable, we can't show our whole selves. For sure. And what's interesting about that is that I would have said that Carrie felt that way around big. Yes. Right. But, you know. With Aiden, you sort of feel like she's convinced herself that he's so, like, practically perfect in every way that she should be able to do any of this. But she still says that she's holding back. So it doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, and, like, I here's what I'll say. Like, live, moving in together was harder than getting married for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cohabitating most people. Is, was, it has been the, one of the biggest challenges of my relationship life. So I get it. Like, it's hard. Like, what she's going yeah. through is hard. Like, trying to navigate how to how to make that work is hard. But, like, eat your crackers, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, don't give up your 
weirdo cracker eating. I mean, isn't that one of your like, you know, basis pleasures? Like just get your grape jelly crackers. Like don't give that up. Well, and I I guess, so I, I guess I will add that like, there are definitely things that I do. Like my husband doesn't love Thai food. So when he's away, I'll order Thai food, you know? So there are things that I do to like, enjoy my own time, but, but they're not secret. I mean, I'm. (laughs) Well, right. Exactly. And I think we've talked about this before that like, I have a similar kind of ritual that when Evan's out of town, I either get a tombstone pizza or I order a pizza and I watch like bridesmaids or center stage or some garbage girly movie that he doesn't want to watch right 50 times right right (laughs) exactly so i think i mean yeah but again it's not secret it's just solitary yes it's just things that i choose to do on my own for me um i mean and i like i'm not suggesting that charlotte has to invite trey or whoever she's with to like stand (laughs) with her and look at her pores but right 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 pretend she's not doing it or you know to hide it is just interesting it's strange Anyway, so that's what we got for this week. We had question number one, what are you actually trying to express? Question number two, what's so scary about, or I guess the way I phrased it is, why isn't there room for romance? Mm-hmm. Question number three is, what are you afraid would happen if you are if you were your whole self with your partner? Yeah. So there we are, episode 13 in the can, and uh, yeah. we'll see you next week for another episode. Hey everyone, it's Becky. If you're enjoying what you're hearing here, you can support us by leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and by following us on Facebook or Instagram at coaching.carry.podcast. Thanks for being a listener. Hey, that's Becky. To connect with me, the easiest way is to head over to my website at untanglehappiness.com. There you can learn more about the services I offer, as well as get additional information about my book, The Happiness Recipe, A Powerful Guide to Living What Matters. I look forward to connecting with you. Hey, it's Carrie. I would love to connect with you out in the world at carriewalshcoaching.com. There you'll find more information about me, coaching, blog posts, and an opportunity to sign up for my newsletter. Or if you or your company is looking for executive coaching, you can check out theatalantagroup.com for more information. That's the A-T-A-L-A-N-T-A group.com.